Leadership on and off the field matters. This specific player on the 2023 Boston Red Sox displayed the qualities of a team leader both on and off the field to be given my team MVP end of season award. You are locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. And speaking of free, Sirius XM also has you covered for free if you just download the SXM app and search Red Sox, and you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game straight to your feed so you don't have to miss a single pitch. And honestly, who wouldn't love free? Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Welcome to another episode of the show and thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. The season is over, but there's still a lot of fun postseason baseball to watch. I hope whatever team you chose to root for in this postseason has survived the wild card round thus far. Um, I mean, let's just talk about the Tampa Bay Rays for a second, because how disappointing was that season end for them? I mean, to not even put up a fight in the series is crazy. And with the number of errors they made in the first game, they reminded me of the 2023 Boston Red Sox from a defensive standpoint. And that was just so uncharacteristic of the Rays because they had one of the best defenses in baseball this season. And to not generate any offense over two days, I mean, that's just tough. And we've seen some great wild card games so far, but the Rangers were very clearly just the better team in that series. And hey, I guess that's just how it is in the game of baseball. It can break your heart. It can tear you apart, but it can also bring you so much joy. And the Red Sox may not have brought us the most joy in 2023, but I am here to bring you an episode that hopefully is fun for you because I am giving out my Red Sox end of season awards. Now, I did this one time during the season, about halfway through during the All-Star break, and there were some mixed responses on who should be given what award, and I love that, and I expect and hope for the same thing here because we all watch the same team play 162 games a season, and my choice for each of these categories might be different from what your choice is for those categories. So please, throughout the episode, leave comments on YouTube if you're listening there. 
If you are not listening on YouTube um, and you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is you may be on, reach out to me on Twitter or another form of social media and let me know who you would put in place of these players in these certain categories. So I'm hoping for just a lot of fun today as we try to dissect somewhat of the positive aspects of the 2023 Boston Red Sox season. This first category here, I had to think a lot about because there were quite a few players that could have fit into this category. But this specific player stands out to me because he not only was one of the most consistent Red Sox players on the field, but he also was the team leader throughout the season. Guys could rely on him for a variety of different things, specifically his veteran experience and learning how to get through the hardships of being a Major League Baseball player and really helping those young guys to learn their positions and learn how to overcome obstacles and work through mistakes. And he truly, to me, was the glue of the Boston Red Sox clubhouse. So that's why, to me, team MVP at the end of the season, I am rewarding to Justin Turner. This team would not have been the same if they weren't for him. And if you think about the fact that the Red Sox had 78 wins this season, and there were quite a few frustrating games in there, defensive errors and just swinging at bad pitches and making base running mistakes. You could allude to everything that went wrong for this Red Sox team. But what you have to remember is Justin Turner was a lifesaver. No matter how that record turned out, this team would not have been the same if it weren't for him. I truly believe that. And he loved playing in Boston and he truly embraced everything about what playing in Boston entailed, as did his wife, who was constantly on Twitter um, talking about just how much she appreciates the fan base and being a part of something that's so special in Boston because the culture of the Boston fan base, I like to think, is unlike anything else. And when I think of MVP, most valuable player, to me, that also means off field. And Justin Turner off field was the most important player on this team to me. So that's why I handed him that award of team MVP. The next category I'm going with is homegrown player of the year. This category is very interesting because there were a lot of players in the Red Sox system who really showed a lot of potential during the 2023 season. And I've given all of their names quite a bit on the show. So it was a little bit hard to choose. But for this one, I had to go for the guy who put up a serious campaign for rookie of the year and constantly put in the work to improve. And his numbers offensively jumped drastically from the beginning of the season to the end. So if you haven't guessed it yet, Tristan Casas is my homegrown player of the year for the Boston Red Sox. I cannot think of anybody else more deserving in terms of the fact that he had to overcome quite a bit of struggle when the season started. And if I were in his shoes, it would be hard for me to continue to fight through that, especially with how new I am to the majors. He's been 
working his way up the ranks, finally got to the place he wants to be at. And for him to have gotten called up at the end of last season, started to try to figure it out, and that carried over into this year, was making some errors at first base, was not really finding his swing. And for him to change throughout the season and take a lot more mature at-bats, really working those counts until he identifies the right pitch for him to swing at, and really being able to defensively show a vast improvement, I expect his talent and his success to only go up from here. So Tristan Casas is my homegrown player of the year. Next, I'm going to go with biggest surprise. And this could go two separate ways in terms of biggest surprise in the best way or biggest surprise in the worst way. But I went with biggest surprise in the best way because I do have another category later on that is similar to this, but a negative one. Um, Biggest surprise to me is a player who, for one, was expected to take on playing in the outfield at Fenway. And that alone is not an easy task. Fenway Park is a very difficult outfield to play. And when you're following in the footsteps of players like Jackie Bradley Jr., Mookie Betts, and Andrew Benintendi, who just played stellar defense back there, it's hard to follow that. And it's a tall order to ask somebody to follow that. And this player defensively made some very nice plays in the outfield this year. And from an offensive standpoint, really helped drive that offense and gave them a big momentum boost during a part of the season that was tough for the Red Sox. So biggest surprise to me is Jaron Duran, especially because last year he did not show nearly as much promise. I kept telling people to be patient with him because he could break out at some point. But to me, I didn't expect him to break out as much as he did. So I'm very pleasantly surprised with what I saw from him in 2023. And I'm hoping for even greater heights in 2024. Let's hope he's still here. He could potentially be a trade piece depending on how valuable they weigh Abreu and Rafaela um, and the rest of their outfielders. Um, But I hope he's still here. I hope he gets a chance because he, to me, was such a big surprise in the best way possible. Coming up, I'm going to be giving a few more categories. Who am I most excited for 2024. What player on this team made me most excited for the 2024 Boston Red Sox? Tune in next as I will be talking about that. Fantasy baseball is really in its best time of the year right now. And that's where sleeper comes in. The MLB playoffs are in full swing, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. You know what I love the most about Sleeper? It's quick and efficient. 
Entries can be made in under a minute, and you could win a lot of money if you make the right picks on the biggest storylines and things that are more so a given to happen than not. You don't have to take these huge risks with it. You can go with what you feel like is truly most likely to happen and win big. So check out sleeper.com and use that code locked on. Also, what you should be doing is downloading the SiriusXM app and searching Red Sox, and you can get the home broadcast of every game straight through there so you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. And when I tell you this player who I'm most excited for for the 2024 season, you absolutely will not want to miss it. So download the SiriusXM app, search Red Sox, and you can get the home broadcast of every game right to your feed. Speaking of the 2024 season, there is a player on the 2023 Boston Red Sox who got me the most excited for 2024. And this player gave it his all, had his bumps in the road, but constantly showed resiliency and showed a lot of improvement throughout the season. And What's best is that he's a homegrown player and you love to see the homegrown talent emerge and grow through the system. So the player who got me most excited for 2024 is Brian Bayo. And the reason for that is because with the pitching staff being as much of a weakness for Boston as it is right now, having a pitcher who you know could be an exciting part of your future and can be reliable for the pitching staff moving forward is a great feeling to have. And if the Red Sox can make him a two or three starter in 2024 and not put all that pressure on him of expecting for him to be the ace, then moving forward, he can eventually be the ace. And I say that because a player can't jump into that ace role that quickly when they haven't shown um, a over amount of consistency. But what he can show is the potential he has. And we've seen ace-like qualities in him. So if the Red Sox give him another year to really showcase his stuff, he can be that guy when it comes to the 2024 season who you continue to be excited about and know that he eventually has the potential to be the ace. So that is who I'm most excited for that made me hyped up for the 2024 season. I think his pitching and his growth process could be a huge difference maker for this Boston team. Biggest disappointment. I kind of alluded to this before when I was talking about biggest surprise, how I wanted to use that category as a positive category because the biggest disappointment category to me is a player who was completely unreliable, did not show at all that they could be trusted in high leverage situations and um, eventually ended up getting injured. And I never fault injuries to a player because that's just really unfortunate and I hope they recover. But it was truly just an icing on the cake to the rough season that this player had. Biggest disappointment to me that pops out is Corey Kluber. He was the opening day starter for 2023 and his numbers were just an absolute disaster. He started, they tried moving him to the bullpen. It still didn't work then either. And 
everything about the way that he pitched for the Boston Red Sox was just not it and was a mess. And it's really truly disappointing because the Red Sox tried to make something out of nothing. And Kluber used to be very good. I mean, in his prime, he was almost unhittable. But when the Red Sox signed him, I sensed that there might be something that goes wrong with him, but I didn't expect it to be as awful as it was. So I'm looking at him as the biggest disappointment. I didn't really debate this one in my head. There isn't really anybody that matches up to that. Most versatile player. I think there are a few players on this team that are versatile and can um, do a lot of different things well, but I had to go with a prospect in the Red Sox system who got his opportunity late in the season this year and is showing that he can play two positions seamlessly, one in the outfield and one in the infield, and seems to be able to play both with ease. And um, you can rely on defensively to bring his A game. And he's also been aggressive at the plate and has shown that he can hit. Sedani Raffaella, I'm looking at you. Most versatile player on the 2023 Boston Red Sox. I truly believe he has a very special talent. And when you think of a player like Mookie Betts, he has played in the infield and can play in the infield. He was doing it this year. Obviously, outfield is his main position, but he was not a bad infielder and he can really hit. Now, I'm not saying Raffaella can get to Mookie's level, but the excitement level is surely there with him. He's showing that he can do a lot of different things for this Boston Red Sox team. And when I'm looking at the 2024 Red Sox roster, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't have a spot on opening day because he's shown that he can be that versatile player the Red Sox are looking for. And he can fill in in both the infield and outfield seamlessly. So if they say one of those positions as his main position, but then somebody gets injured elsewhere and he's needed in another spot, he can do that and make that transition. So Rafaela to me is the most versatile player of the 2023 season. Um, biggest storyline. There have been a lot of different storylines related to this team in the 2023 season, you could talk about the starting rotation and how weak they were all season with not being able to go deep into games. You could look at the fact that there were so many injuries to this team and point to that as um, the biggest storyline. You could point to um, the defensive deficiencies and say the Red Sox were in the spot that they were with not making the postseason because of the lack of defensive ability in the infield. Or you could look at some of the prospects and say some of the younger talent that we have on this team that really showed potential are the biggest storyline because, you know, they've shown that they have the potential to be the players of the future. So maybe that is the biggest storyline to you. To me, the biggest storyline has to be the firing of Bloom. And if you had asked me, a few weeks before that happened, if it was going to happen, I would have said probably not um, because the Red Sox front office ownership group um, said that they saw Bloom's vision and they felt like he was the guy. And to me, when they fired him, 
that has to be the biggest storyline because it sends a message that they want to turn the tide and they are tired of finishing in last place in their division or finishing under 500 and not being competitive. And that to me is the biggest storyline because it shows that there is going to be change in 2024, whatever that is. And it's going to change the outlook of what the Boston Red Sox look like. So it's hard to argue that there's a storyline bigger than that because the future of the Boston Red Sox is going to be headed in a different direction now. And whether that makes you scared or excited or a mix of both, I totally understand both emotions because I'm totally feeling both of those things. But that to me sent a message that right when I was ready to write off ownership and the front office collective group, um, which I'm still not super high on, they made that move. And it assured me that at least they are paying attention to what's going on here. And whether you agree with Bloom's firing or not, you at least have to agree and understand that this shows that they've been paying attention and they wanted to make changes regardless of what that was. So big props to them for that. That to me is the biggest storyline of the season. Who will have the biggest breakout season in 2024? Next, I will be answering that question right here on the show. Do you love interacting with fans of other baseball fan bases or other fans of your same team? I know I do. Locked on Red Sox fans, you may have heard us talk about the free new app just for sports fans called Bunches. Bunches is a new social network built for sports fans. No politics, no doom and gloom, unless you're a Yankees fan. Just sports. They've recently released a new scoreboard feature that lets you check live scores in the app and check about live games as they happen. You can chat about the Red Sox and join the Locked On Bunch by clicking the link in the show notes slash description to get the app or go to the Apple Store and download Bunches now. Locked On MLB group chat is a lot of fun because a lot of times you see people just venting about their teams and also talking about the strong points of their team and truly just wanting to meet and connect with other fans. So if you like that, then join the Locked on MLB Bunches group. I am on it. Many other Locked on MLB hosts are on it. And it's really just a good time. I highly, highly recommend it. Continuing with my Boston Red Sox 2023 season awards, what player is most likely to have the most improvement slash comeback of the year in 2024? I'm going with Trevor Story. That guy has not been able to catch a break in terms of not really getting a full chance so far in Boston between um, being signed late and not getting a full offseason for 2022 to then going into 2023 with an injury that he had to have surgery on for his arm and not being able to join the Red Sox until later on in the season. So I'm still holding out hope that his bat will show improvement in 2024 and that he will be somebody that the Red Sox can rely on. He already made an impact defensively when he rejoined the team this year. 
but the bat needs to catch up to that. And to me, he's due to have a season where he's hitting well. I mean, granted, you can argue that he might not ever hit well because he's used to Coors Field, which is a very hitter-friendly ballpark. But when you look at his offensive numbers, he has the potential. And I think the hardships that he went through and also maybe being rushed back to the majors before he was ready in 2023 is a factor that it's only fair to consider. So I'm looking at Trevor Story as a player in 2024 who I feel like will show the improvement and will be able to make a difference offensively. Top trade candidate going into 2024. I've mentioned his name before, and earlier on in the season, I defended him because he was a very valuable player for the Red Sox. And early on the season, he showed that he should be a part of this organization. But then there were some attitude and behavior related issues with him, and Alex Cora had to bench him. And it makes you wonder does he have a toxic attitude? that doesn't sit well in the clubhouse or is he just not working hard enough, not hustling enough, or has he just simply digressed as a player? Whatever the answer may be to all of that, Alex Verdugo is my top trade candidate. If I'm looking at the 2023 Red Sox roster and looking at somebody who can um, be sent away without negatively impacting the Red Sox too much, that player to me is Verdugo. Um, I think the Red Sox could get some value out of him if they package him in with another player to make it competitive. And that might be better suited um, to be used on pitching. So Verdugo to me is a player that I see as that player who can be traded away and is my top choice candidate to be traded away if they're going to move somebody. Pitcher of the year, this one may or may not be obvious, but this man had the lowest earned run average in baseball, was consistently reliable on the on the mound for Boston, and always gave his best no matter the scenario. You might have already figured it out by now, but Chris Martin is my pitcher of the year. He's somebody who I always trusted and always was happy about when he came into the game. And yes, he couldn't pitch a lot of innings, but when he did pitch, he was so effective. And that's not something you could say about every pitcher on this Red Sox pitching staff. He is somebody who just was absolute nails on the mound. Will he be able to continue to do that moving forward? Still to be said, but he deserves the Pitcher of the Year award because there was no pitcher on this pitching staff that was more reliable than him season start to season end. Player I'll continue to defend moving forward is Pablo Reyes. He's shown to me that he has the ability to make this Red Sox team better. He can absolutely hit. He was batting over 300 for a lot of the season. And defensively, he was really not bad either. I think he's versatile. Um, he can steal bases. He's exciting to watch from the standpoint of when he was in the game, a lot of the times he was making good contact with the baseball at the plate. And I've seen people say, you know, we don't really need Reyes anymore. But when it comes to the second base situation, 
is there truly somebody on this Red Sox team right now that you would feel more comfortable with playing second base on a day-to-day basis than Reyes? I know that I wouldn't. Now, they could go out and sign somebody who would make me change my mind on that and make me say, oh, this player is better than Reyes. But that depends. You know, if they decide that they want to roll with what they have at second base going into this upcoming season, Pablo Reyes, to me, is the guy. And I feel confident putting him out there, um, as should you. You know, he's he's a good player to watch. And I haven't really seen him as much of a liability at all during the 2023 season. And that says a lot because there were some players on this Red Sox team that were certainly liabilities in the infield. So I'm team Pablo Reyes. I will continue to defend him. I like him a lot. I think he just has shown that he can be reliable, especially at the plate. Most underrated player. Right now, to me, most underrated is Brennan Bernardino. He didn't really get enough credit this season for how good he actually was on the mound. He was the type of pitcher that could come in and give you some shutdown innings, um, eat up a couple innings, and when he would be brought in, he would bring his best stuff a lot of the time. He'd be brought in with base traffic, even if it was to only get one out. And the importance of a pitcher who can do that alone is underappreciated because when you're being brought into a game with traffic on the bases and you haven't pitched it all in that game yet, that's a lot to ask. And if you're a major league pitcher, you're expected to pitch well in that situation because again, you should be able to, if you're a major league pitcher, but not every reliever can do that. And a lot of times you do see a run given up or maybe two, or, you know, if it ends up being a mess, maybe three to four, because that pitcher has warmed up but hasn't faced a batter yet. And Brennan Bernardino was brought into a lot of games with little room for error. And he came through and delivered. And I'll always appreciate that. And he just wasn't talked about enough in terms of his deliverance and the way that he was able to come through for this team. So I really appreciated him and his ability to get out of those pressure situations. A player who still needs work that I believe can show a lot more improvement and has underwhelmed a little bit is Connor Wong. Defensively, I think he's very good um, and has shown a lot of capability from that standpoint. But his offense has definitely been disappointing. The period of time where Reese McGuire was injured and he was throwing a lot of games is, to me, something that was huge for his development but he still needs to develop more. And who knows what the Red Sox are going to end up doing about the catching situation. The fact that they have Kyle Teal in the system who could come up and be very effective and very exciting, maybe as early as partway through next season. Um, I don't think they'll do a lot of drastic things to change the catching situation, but we will need Connor Wong to show more improvement if he wants to be that other guy. Don't forget to download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox. You can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox home game on there. As always, keep the faith. Go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.